Thank you for tuning in to Splat Attack. This episode, we will be having a versus battle between Hey Arnold and Rocco's Modern Life Thanksgiving episodes with special guest Andrew from The Big Orange Couch. If you are watching on YouTube, please hit the like button and subscribe. If you are listening on a podcast app, please leave us a review. Again, I know you hear this from every other content creator, but it is still one of the most, if not the most effective way to keep our channel going so others who enjoy nostalgic content can find us. And if you do enjoy our content, please subscribe to our Patreon. We have watch parties and extra episodes every month. Go to patreon.com slash splatattack. And now it's Thanksgiving. Grab the turkey and the gravy and enjoy the feast. Thanksgiving is always a disaster. Every turkey in O-Town has mysteriously disappeared. I am thankful for absolutely nothing. <gasps> Honey, you gotta be thankful for something. See, Head? It's not so easy, is it? Happy Thanksgiving, Helga. Kick it. Welcome to our Thanksgiving gathering, Slimesters. This is Splat Attack, a 90s podcast that dives into our slime-filled past. I'm your peckish pilgrim, Brett. And I'm your pumpkin pie lover, Alex. And Brett, what do we have prepared for our Thanksgiving special today? Why, turkey, of course. In fact, <laughs> in fact, I hope you have room for seconds because we have a turkey-themed versus going on at the table that our Slimesters will just gobble up. Uh, we've actually got uh, Hey Arnold, Arnold's Thanksgiving versus Rocco's Modern Life Turkey Time. Ah, turkey. Name something people take with them to the beach. Turkey? The, f <laughs> the first thing you buy in a supermarket. Uh, turkey. <laughs> a food often stuffed. Turkey. <laughs> so excited. I mean, we had, uh, we had an awesome uh, Thanksgiving episode uh, last Season one? It was season one. Yeah, and last year, epi episode nine with Joey Album. So now we get to talk about not just one, but two Thanksgiving episodes, and I'm really excited about this. It's going to be fun. I agree. It's a double dose, so you better come prepared to eat them both up and uh, save room for dessert. <laughs> uh, it actually looks like all the plates are set. So uh, now that all the sides are on the table, wait. Okay, I see some sides here. I see the turkey, but... No, wait. I don't see the turkey. Where's the main course? Uh, hang on. I, I, I think there's something st stuck right up in this uh, pipe over here. Let me get this out. Is that the turkey shoot? That is the turkey shoot. Let's see if I can get it out. I hear I hear the gobbling. Give, it, give, it, give the chain a good yank, will ya? <laughs> all right, all right. Got it right now. Ah, got it. Oh, oh, wow, it's Andrew. What are you doing in there? How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, glad to have you back. It's been a while. I know um, we had you on episode 11, favorite 90s holiday special, also from season one last year. And, uh, man, yeah. it seems like so much has happened since then. Uh, yeah. How you doing? What have sure. you been up to? And uh, are you ready to talk turkey with us? 
Um, good, yeah, yeah. Um, just coming off of Podtober on the BOC. Um, it was a lot of fun, but uh, you know the Halloween season is over. Mm -hmm. It's time for turkey. I'm ready for it. Um, yeah, I, I uh, you know, we've um, talked these episodes years ago. Um, so uh, I, I, I'm really trying to be impartial here, though. <laughs> so, you know, I watched, I rewatched the episodes, but I didn't re-listen to us talking about it or anything. I, I want to come in uh, fresh. Yeah. I mean, uh, originally when we did our scheduling for this podcast, uh, we had just Arnold's Thanksgiving plan, but because we switched Wienerville with one of our Patreon episodes, like hint, hint, we're going to be doing a little bear episode battle next month uh, for anyone who's interested cool. in that. Um, I wanted to make sure I didn't have three episode reviews in a row. Hence why I turned this into a versus. And it just so happened that it's also your 88th episode on your podcast. But I figured, you know what? You know, we do things slightly different, so you just get two different versions of the same great thing. I don't, I don't see any problem with that. Yeah, and these episodes in particular, I think, are good because uh, they're really close to me. Like, there's not, uh, there's neither one is like head and shoulders above the other. So, um, you know, there's a lot to discuss on these. Yeah, I feel like we're gonna really bring our A game in terms of uh, defending our own episode so really it's just going to come down to our ability to convince you that ours is better than the other one <laughs> yeah sure cool well uh with that being said let's uh dig into our dinner and uh look at today's categories on the menu shall we so we got uh starting off main characters followed by supporting characters and then story use of turkey theme and lasting appeal and to start off, I have some basic episode info for anyone curious out there listening to us. So Arnold's Thanksgiving aired November 18th, 1998 for season three, episode 14, and was directed by Larry Le Leach Leader. Leach Leader, something like that. Leak Leader. <laughs> Link Leader. Yeah, that, that guy. <laughs> and, uh, and Turkey Time aired November 24th, 1996. And it was season four, episode 13A. And directed by Mark O'Hare. It was the last episode of the series and also the penulti penultimate segment. And I find it really interesting how the, the season episode order is kind of like inverted in a way. Because Arnold's season three, episode 14. Rocco's season four, episode 13. So interesting how they line up that way i'm just a numerology guy so that made me giddy for like a hot second <laughs> so uh with that being said i think it's time to glove up for our verses first time we're, where we're not doing an are you afraid of dark versus goosebump versus so it's gonna be exciting So uh, let's get started with the main characters. Cool. So for Arnold's Thanksgiving, I have Arnold, of course. Uh, he's the main character here, even though Helga has some equal screen time with him and Mr. Simmons. I, I consider them more supporting characters in this episode. So I'm just going to talk mainly about Arnold's for this particular category. So what's happening here is that we have a school play going on. And Arnold's riding on his bike, you know, he passes this Mayflower that's 
you know, underneath the bridge in Hillwood, uh, checking out that replica, setting sail. And then, you know, he's behind stage talking to Gerald and he's just not really excited for Thanksgiving this year. And he's, he's revealing to the audience how, you know, he just wished he had a normal Thanksgiving for a change because he's, he's a, kind of complaining about how grandma, you know, has this weird thing about her where she celebrates holidays on a totally different cycle than everyone else in the world. And apparently they do like a 4th of July type theme thing for Thanksgiving dinner. And he's getting a bit tired of it, even though everyone else in the boarding house is going along with it. So I would say it's, it's really interesting to see Arnold here um, just show a more, a different side of him that's not in his usual high spirits ready, readily to give advice. It seems like he needs to work through his own emotions um, just dealing with how how he deals with Thanksgiving and if it's okay to not be normal or if it's better to have something more traditional so that it doesn't feel like you're part of a dysfunctional family of sorts. So throughout the episode, he wrestles through that and even confides in Helga as they meet together at the you know, at the like window display that I have behind me in my background where they're like, yeah, my, my Thanksgiving kind of sucks too. What should we do about it? And uh, of course they remember Mr. Simmons doing the play in his turkey costume before. So they go pay him a visit and, you know, through seeing them in his example of family, I'm, I'm trying not to overlap my categories. I'm just, it's, it's really hard not to, but I, I want to reiterate that this is an atypical episode for Arnold where we don't normally see him in as high spirits, but he's willing to still seek out support from people he knows and cares about to help lift him up and at least find a solution so that he can at least accept what's happening this holiday season. Okay. Yeah. I like it. Um, yeah, that's a good, okay, good start. <laughs> I'm ready to hear, uh, I think, um, the Rocco's Modern Life. Well, the uh, main character, Rocco, uh, which only makes sense, but um, this one, uh, it, it was actually really fun because I hadn't, seen this episode since I was a kid so it was fun going back and watching it again I hadn't actually seen the entire series since I was a kid uh, this and the summer one that we did earlier the, the beach themed that was the first episode that I had seen in years so this is my second one I got to see in years and um, Rocco is very much looking forward to Thanksgiving and got himself a turkey because that's what you're, what you're supposed to do for Thanksgiving is get a turkey and he's it's just, this seems to be his first Thanksgiving ever, his first modern Thanksgiving, because he's worried about the turkey. You know, how do I do I invite this thing home? And Heifer is giggling at him. He's like, oh, you're so naive, you goofy wallaby. And um, when he gets the turkey to the house, he's worried about the turkey. And OK, what do I do? And when he's faced with the fact that in order to have turkey for thanksgiving you have to kill said turkey and his conscience gets the better of him and can't really follow through and that's where he stops he's like no i can't do this i know people have turkey for thanksgiving i can't do that and then his focus is just on okay well we'll just we'll have the turkey for dinner invite him in and we'll just you know have have him with us and uh 
he ends up becoming a victim of a gossip, a rumor that starts to spread around, and he begins to become accused of, well, not really accused, but everyone knows that he's the only one that has a turkey. He gets wrapped up in this crazy situation, and he thinks that people are after him for one thing, but people are after him for another, and it gets into a pretty convoluted uh, situation as far as Rocco is concerned. But at the the forefront of it all is Rocco trying to keep up his moral compass. Um, yes, it is Thanksgiving. Yes, we eat a lot of food. Yes, we are meat eaters. But um, it's uh, kind of a rare occurrence, especially in cartoons, where you, you see other characters worried about the mortality of other animals, uh, especially at Thanksgiving. So uh, that's something that Rocco really battles with throughout the story of this but we'll get to that when it when it comes to the story cool okay yeah i like this um so you you each are based basically you're saying like uh the main characters to you are rocco and arnold in these yes. episodes mm -hmm. um okay okay yeah i like that um yeah i guess i don't have any questions just yet but um i'm coming up um, so, uh, do you want to move on to, um, secondary characters <laughs> sure. next? Yeah, with pleasure. So, uh, as you know, Arnold is a very, uh, populated type show, especially this particular episode, because you get all the boarders involved. You got Mr. Simmons, uh, all the kids at PS 118, Helga, grandma, grandpa, Helga's family. I mean, it, it's one of those few Arnold episodes where they cram as many people into here as possible, save from like maybe the Halloween episode where the, literally the whole town is involved. And um, you have you have each of them filling their respective roles. It's like everyone's playing their part in this overarching play that's beyond the play to help, you know, make Thanksgiving happen instead of fall apart despite their best efforts uh well despite all the crazy hijinks that happened in between uh you know mr simmons is leading the play he also is trying to keep his family together when they're over and they're kind of squabbling over dinner uh you have helga dealing with her family and the fact that they're still doing the usual you know things that really irritate helga you got miriam who's just totally out of it and um you got olga who's like really into just making everything perfect and making this beautiful glass turkey centerpiece and she's like giving the peeling potato job to helga because of her like dirty hands or whatever <laughs> that's just what stuck out to me and of course you got big bob just plopping himself right in front of the tv to watch non-stop football and uh it really gets to helga to the point where she's like i'm thankful for nothing you guys suck i need to i need to go out and process this in my head or reflect upon my life because this is not what I wanted for Thanksgiving, even though everyone else seems oblivious to that. And uh, similarly with Arnold, you have grandma and grandpa who, and all the boarders who are just, you know, kind of going through this routine of the 4th of July barbecue on the rooftop, yet Arnold just, he, he's sick of being weird all the time. Like we, we even see him dressed up in the, in the Ben Franklin costume and look at himself in the mirror, especially after like Harold teases him at the front door where he's like, why am I doing this? Like, I understand that Thanksgiving can be different for different families, but do we really need to take it this far? And so it kind of creates a, 
a desire or yearning for Arnold to try and find something a little bit more normal and peaceful to enjoy. Um, so a lot of these characters interplay off of each other throughout the story to really help us, the viewer, understand what is Thanksgiving really about? Is it about family? Is it about getting people together? Is it about being thankful for the things you normally take for granted? Or is it just about stuffing your face with you know, turkey, cranberry sauce, and all the mashed potatoes you can eat? Uh, could be different answers for different people, but I think we each find an answer based on all the, all the different settings where we see a family get together, uh, whether it's the play, Helga's house, Arnold's house, or even Mr. Simmons' house. Um, and I, I really like that, how it fits together in like an interlocking uh, chain of events uh, to come to the ending where things get resolved. But again, I'm, I'm kind of bleeding into the story here, but um, I, I like how all the characters seem to have a part to play that all funnels uh, into one you know, climax, essentially. Do you have one secondary character that is your that you think is like the most essential to this episode good question uh i i, I think it's gotta be mr simmons um he's really that rock of hope where arnold just isn't that that optimistic kid we all know and love in other episodes you know he's he's really doing his best to keep the play together as like harold and eugene and all the other kids are Fumble around, uh, knocking over set pieces and stuff. And then, of course, you know, when Helga leaves her family, she doesn't know where to turn to. So it's, it's because of her meeting Arnold and then going to Mr. Simmons' house that they're able to have a fresh perspective on their situations that they seem so engrossed in or so blinded by. Uh, so I think, really, Mr. Simmons, out of all the secondary characters, is the anchor of this episode. Well, um ready to hear about uh the o-town um, other characters uh so o-town has quite a few characters uh, much in the same vein as hey arnold where you've got a, a a whole town a whole city uh but this one we've got an angry mob which pretty much just serves as that purpose they're an angry mob you've got filbert and uh really really big man and a lot of other smaller characters but the two main supporting characters uh this episode which both serves as an antagonist and um as a as an ally is heifer and ed Bighead. uh heifer spends most of the episode uh, starts it with being <laughs> the uh wanting to push rocco towards all right kill the turkey i'm hungry uh, knowing full well that he, he's going to have to make Rocco do this and is kind of relishing in this. He doesn't want to do it himself, and he's really enjoying Rocco's naivete. Uh, but uh, once it gets to the point where Rocco cannot follow through with it because it's just so cute, Heifer is faced with having to do the same thing. It's like, all right, well, I'll kill it so that way I can have this turkey. And he finds that he can't do it either for the same reason. So now he is in the same situation that Rocco is throughout most of the episode and ends up helping Rocco out uh, a couple of times as well. So in Heifer, from what I remember, is not exactly a very good friend and often makes things worse for Rocco. This episode, he actually seems to be helping Rocco, uh, genuinely helping him, uh, which we'll get into when we get to the story. Uh 
Mr. Big Head is a, usually the antagonist. He's just a jerk. And um, ironically, uh, he's actually wanting to do something fairly nice for the community uh, and not be uh, the, the arrogant Big Head that he is. Uh, he is actually giving away turkeys with no catch whatsoever. Um uh, he, he didn't want to do it at first because Rocco got there early, but that's fine. I'll give you a tur turkey anyway. And he's just, it's Thanksgiving. People like turkeys, so I'm giving turkeys away. But uh, when things end up going awry, that's when he goes back into being his usual arrogant, selfish persona and begins to antagonize Rocco, uh, even making a situation very, very difficult for him without realizing the full situation that Rocco is in. So we'll get more into that story, that as well, when we get into story, but the two main supporting characters is Heifer and Ed Bighead. Okay. Um, so if you have to pick one that you think is like the most essential... Bighead. Uh, Heifer is, okay. is very helpful, but Bighead helps carry the story along. Very good. Well, uh, we should probably discuss the story a little bit. You know, finally dig into that. Um, so uh, why don't we hear uh, Brett's take on this story? Sure. I mean, I kind of hinted at previously, but I'll go into more detail here. Uh, I mean, basically, the episode opens with Arnold riding his bike uh, to the edge of a city bridge to witness the christening of the Mayflower 2 replica at the pier down below. Uh, after that, you know, we see it set sail and then we go to the school play where Mr. Simmons is like narrating about how the same Mayflower or the Mayflower that the Mayflower is based off of <laughs> landed on Plymouth Rock. And then you have all the kids playing the part, retelling the story of Thanksgiving on stage. You know, there's some fumbling and some silliness going on, particularly Harold eating like the maize that was in Eugene's pot and, you know, po pops a few buttons. And then uh, we go to like a more modernized version of a Thanksgiving dinner at the school play where a bunch of characters are sitting at the table. I believe you have Rhonda, Stinky, Harold, Helga, and Arnold. And they're just kind of acting like, golly gee whiz, what a, what a wonderful sight. Way to uh, enjoy Thanksgiving. I got a promotion today. You know, kind of a Norman Rockwell-esque uh, dinner going on there, uh, but set in the 50s. So after that plays out, um, you know, they conclude their play. Everyone's happy. Everyone runs out. And then, uh, you know, after Gerald converses with Arnold backstage during the play and hears about his story of how he doesn't really want to celebrate Thanksgiving this year due to uh, just being sick of all the crazy antics spurred on by Pookie uh, or Grandma, as other people know her by. Uh, he, he goes to one of these like store window displays where there's like a perfect model of a Thanksgiving dinner and then pictures of people enjoying the dinner. And, you know, at first he's really enjoying what he's seeing. And then he's reminded about his reality that it's not what he has at home, even though he wants something more traditional. And so that, that really weighs on him throughout most of this episode, um, searching for like a solution so that he doesn't have to just tread old water over again. And, uh, you know, through more mishaps, uh, they end up, you know, Ar Arnold tries 
playing along yet again after they go through their whole plan of how to set up Thanksgiving. Um, he tries on the Ben Franklin costume, and then when Harold comes out the door to poke fun at him, he's like, all right, that's it. I'm out of here. I don't want to do this anymore. Uh, really pushes Arnold over the edge, which is something we don't see too often. Like, it, it's, it's a little... Uh, it's a little, not necessarily off-putting, but it, it definitely leaves you feeling a bit shocked, like, oh, I didn't expect him to feel that way. Uh, but then we, we kind of do this cut back and forth to see some parallels with Helga's family and how they're just being their normal dysfunctional selves around the table and you know getting everything ready. And Helga's trying to make this really beautiful pine cone centerpiece, and then it completely gets overshadowed by Olga's glass ice turkey sculpture thing um, and then that just really drives things home for her when she's not having a like a connection with each of her family members uh, where she just says well you know after we go around the table who's thankful for for what here and then she's like well I'm not really thankful for anything and then you know all the other family members urge her to like come up with something you can't you can't throw off our routine here even though to her it doesn't really seem like that uh, but she reiterates her statement and ends up leaving as well also seeing the window display and hoping for like a more idyllic version of Thanksgiving that she's not experiencing right now and then runs into an Ar into Arnold they both explain their situations and then they take their mind off by going to the pier uh, to see the Mayflower 2 set sail Maybe it's a sign of hope. Maybe there's some positive things they can really look for. There's a silver lining going on. Uh, but unfortunately, when the Mayflower 2 crashes into the side of the bridge and, <laughs> and uh, just kind of floats there with everyone jumping ship, uh, their, their hopes are dashed, and then they really don't know what to do. Uh, but then Arnold comes up the, with the idea like, hey, you know, we had a perfect Thanksgiving on stage. Maybe, maybe Mr. Simmons has an idea. He did a good job of running that play. Um, so they end up going to his house, and he invites him in. And uh, while it seems like that he might have the perfect Thanksgiving going on with his family, relatives, and friends, uh, as they as we see them all smiling for the photo shoot when they enter, turns out that uh, they can't stand each other. All of them have their issues that they constantly bring up and bicker. Like, I think one of them mentioned that she got fired and then she ended up choking on something and spit something into the, the blonde haired guy's eyes. And she, he was like, she did that on purpose. Like, who chokes on purpose and spits into their eye? Being ridiculous. And then, of course, there's that character who looks like Stan Marsh from South Park just eating everything in sight. And then the, the aunt or mom forgot her name she's just constantly like getting little negative digs in everyone and uh it it it, it it's kind of off-putting to the point where Helga and Arnold's retreat to the kitchen to just really think about wow I, I I mean our families may be weird but they're not as bad as that so it helps them reconsider what's going on in their own situations and of course Mr. Simmons joins them after trying to wrangle everyone together in their uh, dining room and they just come to realize what the what the holiday is really all about which is just celebrating the 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 holiday together in your own special way I mean yes family gets on our nerves but they're still family and you wouldn't have it any other way it's better than being alone and I've actually had Thanksgivings where I was alone and it sucked 
Um, so just having some sort of support system, even if it is dysfunctional, is better than none. And upon that realization, uh, both the kids head back to their own families. Uh, Helga, in her case, she heads back just as like Bob, Miriam, and Olga like get ready to put out wanted flyers or missing flyers. And he, Bob's dressed up in his whole army suit thing to like try and search for her. It's it, it's actually quite endearing to see them care that much even though we didn't think they cared that much about Helga upon her disappearance so that really really sparks that love and camaraderie again and allows them to enjoy their th the rest of their Thanksgiving dinner uh, by placing Helga's pinecone on the on the tables as the centerpiece this time around and then of course with Arnold's uh, we get a little bit of a twist of fate when he returns to the rooftop where you know, at, at first we see Grandpa in this blanket where he's like shivering and he's asking him what's going on. And then, of course, he he takes it off and reveals that, um, you know, they had a surprise Thanksgiving for him and they set the dinner table up top. They had the turkey there. And uh, even though some of them are still wearing their Fourth of July costumes, it's OK because they're all there celebrating together and being happy. And uh, of course, Grandma, being her crazy self, just decides to light the fireworks anyways. Uh, because you can't have Thanksgiving without fireworks, according to her. And uh, we see them just, uh, you know, firing off above the rooftop and then cut to the half-sunken Mayflower where we see more of the fireworks there. And that's the end of the episode. <laughs> a lot happens, a lot of moving around, but basically it just puts things into perspective that, you know, maybe things may seem bad just because we're experiencing them firsthand, but once we remove ourselves outside the picture, maybe they're not as bad as we may initially see them to be. I do have a, a question that I'll ask both of you, but um, I think I want to hear uh, the Rocco story first, and then I'll, I'll hit you with the question. Well, we had already addressed that the episode starts with Rocco and uh, Heifer going to Conglomo to get a turkey from Mr. Bighead. They try to kill it so they can have it for Thanksgiving, and neither Rocco or Heifer can follow through. So now it's just a matter of, okay, well, what are we going to do for Thanksgiving? Well, let's have, uh, I've got a veggie turkey, uh, so we'll just use, we'll eat this veggie bird instead. Uh, which I'm sure is not Heifer's idea. Uh, Heifer is, or well, I should say, it's not Heifer's preferred choice. But you know, he'll he'll do it. It's food. He'll do it. But uh, when it comes time for the rest of O Town to come to Conglomo and get their turkeys at the correct time now, because uh, Rocco was early, all the turkeys are gone. Uh, the the huge container that they've got filled with turkeys. It's nothing but feathers. And Ed Bighead is, is very frustrated. Where did all these turkeys go? And now not only is he frustrated, but he's being blamed for the situation where uh, all of the citizens of O-Town are now unleashing a lynching upon uh, Mr. Bighead. And Rocco ends up finding all of them just coming to his home. And he opens the back door, and there, there's another one, and there's another one, and there's another one. And this, before they know it, the entire kitchen is just filled with turkeys. And now, O-Town goes into, and they say it in the show, a state of emergency on Thanksgiving, because all Thanksgiving turkeys are missing. And uh, the television actually bursts into the kitchen and starts talking directly to uh, Rocco. 
telling him that we, the only person that we know who has a turkey is Rocco. And Ed Bighead shows up at R Rocco's house uh, because he wants turkey. It's Thanksgiving. I must have some turkey. And Rocco is not going to go through with it, but now not only does he have a turkey, he has a whole house full of turkeys, and he thinks that people are after him because of all the turkeys. So Heifer has got all of them hit off to the side, and um, Rocco is trying to shoo away Ed Bighead as quickly as possible, and is actually successful in this attempt. Uh, but it's not going to be enough to stop Mr. Bighead because he wants that turkey. So he starts a phone call and begins this rumor that Rocco is having a giant Thanksgiving party. And uh, people start, Philbert starts a phone call, and then that person starts a phone call, and everyone starts a phone call of, oh, Rocco's having a Thanksgiving party, and he didn't invite us. So they all start, <laughs> Rocco must have the most amazing modern phone, where he can have so many phone calls. He had Zoom call through the phone before anyone else did, because it wasn't just one person, it was the whole town yelling at him through the phone. And he ends up succumbing to everyone coming over and hosting a Thanksgiving uh, dinner party, much to his, it's not what he wanted, but he's going to cave into peer pressure because that's what he does. When they all showed up, he had a nice little bar for everyone to sit at. Heifer was the entertainer, and they were going to have dinner and a show. Uh, but what they didn't know was happening was Rocco was taking all the turkeys and putting them in the room upstairs, and he was fixing the veggie turkey. And Heifer was pretending to be a magician and begins to dig around in his, his inside of his jacket pocket. Oh, where is that thing? And they're all salivating. And oh, yeah, I said, Big Head can't wait any longer. Bring me that turkey. And he pulls out the veggie turkey, and they all just lunge onto it and devour that thing within moments. And all of the turkeys on the next floor up is so heavy that the floor flooring begins to cave. And they manage to get this plan also is successful. Uh, they're, the town is satisfied with the veggie turkey, not knowing that's what it was. They leave, the floor caves, and they wonder what the noise is, but they don't care. And the only mistake that Rocco made was leaving the trash can out front with the veggie turkey sign or wrapping. And now they realize they had been duped. And they, they barge back into the house and see Rocco and uh, all the turkeys. So now they've trapped Rocco and Heifer in a dumpster. They've tied all the turkeys up and they're going to drop a piano on top of the turkeys with the piano player playing the piano. And uh, several of the the entire O-Town citizens have all got a hold of this rope. The only one who can let go, of course, is Ed Bighead. The rest of them, they can't do it. It's, it's they're, the, the turkeys are too cute. The turkeys end up leaving. Ed Bighead gets in the way of the piano, tells them all, drop the rope. They drop the rope and of course it piano drops on top of him. And instead of feeding O-Town, Rocco and Heifer end up feeding all the turkeys. And Ed Bighead is the one all banged up and bruised and broken. And he, he comes in feeding all the turkeys with turkey feed. And they all lose their minds. And that is the end of the episode. Rocco and Heifer with the... the uh, 
what's the word I'm looking for with the 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 unrequited uh, no the, the, without unwittingly unwittingly assistance of Ed Bighead helping feed the turkeys. <laughs> well told. Um. So I guess what I want to ask both of you about the story is: Do you have? a scene or not even a scene necessarily but like is there one aspect of the episode that you think of your episode that you think is the strongest and then one aspect that you think is the weakest that's a tough one i feel like depending on what appeals to the viewer it could be a multitude of scenes in arnold's thanksgiving uh even in turkey time for rocco's modern life uh, for my situation, really what stuck out to me more than anything was that feeling of crushing disappointment that Arnold felt when he looked at that store display. And he's like, why can't I have something normal like this? Why is my family got to be dysfunctional? And not it's not to say that I haven't had dysfunctional Thanksgivings because I've had very big ones that mostly went well. Um, there never really was any of them that stood out to me that seemed like a catastrophe or like everyone was fighting so much that no one, you know, completed their part of making the dinner. It was just more like, okay, everyone do this, everyone do that. And then anyone who can't help just go play in the living room or something, uh, while we do this. So I didn't really relate to it in that sense, but I related to that feeling of wanting something that you feel you deserve and you really want to have, but you just can't have it for whatever reason uh i feel like my my christmases and that one thanksgiving i had alone in seattle uh relates to that more than anything uh, i also felt the the school play scene with like mr simmons dressed up in a giant turkey costume narrating that i i like that a lot because it speaks to like my childhood where i was in some elementary school plays and i i like played some trees and i had to act like a tree and uh, it was it just brought back a lot of nostalgia for me, especially if how the characters are like trying to fumble to, to just say their lines and you know play their part to the best. It, it really feels genuinely acted well there. Uh, in terms of the weakest, I I honestly didn't feel like the Mayflower replica had to be in this Thanksgiving episode at all. I, I understand what they're going for with the whole Plymouth Rock thing, and I guess setting it up for the the school play as a mirror to that. But I, it just seemed like filler to me. I didn't think that they really need to show that in the town. I just want more of the school play and then seeing more of the dysfunctional Thanksgivings uh, to compare. But I guess, I guess in a way it acts as a, like a glue or like a common thread that is uh, you know, strung along the entire episode for that matter. It just didn't really resonate with me that much because I didn't see much of a point. Um, even even if there is some commonalities with other scenes i am going to piggyback a little bit on the the hey arnold episode because there are there's one element that i think both shows do really well and no let me rephrase that there's one thing that i think one show does well and the weakest it doesn't and then you do the complete opposite for the other show uh hey arnold i think is excellent at really getting the heartstrings and the nostalgia and that kind of a thing and i know that uh, brett had talked about the best scene and that is probably the weakest part of the episode for rocco is the more sentimental moment uh which in this case it's not really about the mortality of the the 
turkeys. It's just they're cute and they can't bring themselves to do it. And every single character except for Ed can't do it. So the things uh, the Thanksgiving episode for Rocco weakest moment is really just the fact that there is no genuine heart hugging moment. So again, very much depends on the viewer and and their personal preference because Thanksgiving you get a lot of very grateful, genuine, heartfelt moments. And you also get a lot of just okay, we're here to get together, we're here to have fun and we're here to laugh and enjoy each other's company and even make fun of the ridiculous, which is where Rocco comes into play and probably the weakest thing about Hey Arnold for this episode, at least in my opinion. Uh, but Rocco has an uncanny ability to make fun of the ridiculous. And in this instance, uh, I think the, uh, the, the scene that best exemplifies that is when the mob shows up at Rocco's house, uh, that, that entire scene and they're wanting to eat that Turkey. Uh, and if you want proof that mob will go crazy over the dumbest things, just look at how society acted during COVID when everything was gone, the toilet paper was gone, the food was gone. Everyone went rabid over things that we normally took for granted. And declared state of emergency over this kind of thing. Uh, I mean, people did, uh, not necessarily the government. But uh, Rocco really <laughs> brought that to full circle of uh, well before this was even a thing, really, with people going rabid over the fact that they couldn't have their tradition that they wanted every Thanksgiving and just amplified it to 11 and, and mocked that. And uh, what's the... Uh, I'm back to what's that word that I'm looking for? Satire. So I think the uh, the crowd, the the angry mob is its strongest point uh, because, well, the, the strongest point in making fun of something that's ridiculous in society. Okay. Um, so uh, it, I guess this fits mostly with the story, but um, do you guys have any feelings about the length? of your episodes um i just it just occurred to me they're different lengths it's interesting for me because all of the holiday specials or at least most of them are like full-length episodes versus one segment of an episode you got arnold's halloween and arnold's christmas that immediately come to mind um i think arnold's valentine uh, that it's like that last episode of season one. I think that's a full episode. I don't remember exactly, but more or less holiday episodes are full length because I guess they need more time to like build the emotion. Um, I didn't think this needed to be a full length episode. I thought if they just gave us a, a, a fun school play and then maybe one of the dinners, like maybe focus more on Helga's dinner. Cause I didn't think Arnold's was really that interesting. I always like seeing more of Helga's, inner life and how she deals with her struggles. I felt that there's enough material there to last 11 minutes of an episode or a show um, and not have it feel like filler at all. So I, I think it can be condensed if, if you can make some clever cuts and just focus more on one character instead of Helga, Arnold and Mr. Simmons. But I think, you know, it's, it's fine for what it is. It's definitely not as strong if it was more condensed though. And Rocco has, like I just said, they, they don't really go full emote 
uh, touching moments. Uh, they, they do occasionally, but it's very, very brief. But um, I think the timing for it is perfect. Uh, if they tried to do a full Thanksgiving 30-minute, 20-minute episode, it's going to get a little heavy-handed, uh, and the episode is going to drag. It's going to fall in the same pits that uh, the, the Hang Arnold one did. And I also think that it's really a testament the the fact that I'm sure all three of us uh, I know that you had said earlier that both episodes were very very close for you the fact that Rocco is only 11 minutes and Hey Arnold's is twice that but hey the Rocco episode can still go toe to toe with an episode that's twice as long is a testament to the writing short and snappy um, I actually have a question for Alex because this came to mind uh, how do you feel about the length of this one or the, the style of it versus, say, Sugar Frosted Frights, which is only 11-minute segment, but also Rocco's Modern Christmas, which is a full-length segment, uh, but all of them are holiday episodes? I don't want to say that there's less with Thanksgiving, but, I mean, there kind of is because Thanksgiving is often – you take your three big holidays, Halloween, Thanksgiving, and Christmas, and there is usually less focus within society – in general for Thanksgiving, not to say that it's not important, but Halloween is huge. Christmas is huge. Thanksgiving is wedged right in the middle. Uh, I mean, even with somebody like me who puts Halloween up for two months and then Christmas up for two months and I take a big break for three days for Thanksgiving. And I feel that that's even reflected in, in the writing for a lot of TV shows as well, um, because there just seems to be more content that you can do with Halloween and Christmas and less so with Thanksgiving because most of the Thanksgiving episodes are roughly about the same thing and executed kind of the same way. Uh, I'm sure th there are some differences. I, I I know that we could think of some if we really wanted to, but uh, I that, another reason why I think Rocco just had this as a nice short 11-minute segment, whereas the other two episodes were full 30 minutes. Yeah, it seems suitable for the the subject matter because as I was actually thinking earlier today when I went to the store, I'm like, you know, if if people like treated our founding holiday essentially like Christmas, there'd be a lot more turkey decorations and pilgrim decorations everywhere, but we never see that. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of that, Thanksgiving, it's here, just about. Um, so what? One of our categories is Thanksgiving, The way, how much the episodes uh, embody the holiday. So what do you guys um, have to say about that? Uh, I I mean, this Hey Arnold goes to the core with their Thanksgiving use. It's not topical like you would uh, expect at first. I mean, they, they went out of their way to do a, a Mayflower replica you know, like full scale in the in the water just to christen it and like celebrate the holiday, which props to them for having the budget and the, the chutzpah to accomplish that. I don't think any other city or town would do the same thing. Was that Alex? Chutzpah! Chutzpah! Yeah, like that. With gusto! <laughs> <laughs> yes, they did it with chutzpah, not chutzpah. <laughs> I, yeah. I have mixed feelings about the Mayflower, but that's beside the point. <laughs> uh, uh, I I really love I, I really love seeing all the different aspects. You know, the play, Mr. Simmons' costume, I think is lovely. I would love to see everyone dressed up as turkeys and pilgrims in real life, even though we know that's not going to happen. Um, I like seeing the different aspects of the dinners. 
Uh, you have that iconic like window display you'd see at a department store with all the beautiful Norman Rockwell-esque decorations. Um, you also see like Turkey in different setting with the different families, whether it's like fam uh, Helga's family, Arnold's family on the rooftop, or Mr. Simmons' family as they're devouring it. Uh, there's practically like turkey in every major scene so it's it definitely keeps thanksgiving at the forefront of your mind as you're going through the story and i don't really think there's a a moment where it does leave your mind even if there are some like slower spots to really allow the characters to think where they're going to go next with this with the plot uh it's just every major scene you have some sort of iconic symbolism that really keeps the theme uh well balanced and helps you remind of the roots of the holiday and how you know, pilgrims landed on Plymouth Rock and had the first Thanksgiving dinner with the Native Americans. You know, it's it's a quick little like history lesson refresher so that you realize there's more to Thanksgiving than just eating turkey. Um, so I, I appreciate for having that strong, like consistent imagery throughout the episode without being too, too overbearing. And it's also diverse enough that it keeps you invested. Okay, cool. Uh, Alex? I think it's really interesting the fact that the show it's called Rocco's Modern Life and this was back in the 90s so a lot of things that were modern then are less modern now but this episode there's very little different between how this was in the 90s and how it is still today so I think that's pretty interesting but um, the episode doesn't really focus too much on the meaning of Thanksgiving, uh, but you have Ed Bighead dressed as a pilgrim. The entire episode is about turkeys and wanting that turkey dinner and how people will go crazy for the Thanksgiving turkeys. And uh, the the gathering of people uh, sitting at a table to have a feast. I mean, you, you have some of those more iconic things about Thanksgiving, uh, at least in terms of the way society is now and was in the 90s. And, um, I mean, they even had a giant Happy Thanksgiving sign, neon sign on top of uh, Rocco's house where the party came over. But um, very, very much just about having that iconic, perfect Thanksgiving dinner. I would argue that uh, Arnold's Thanksgiving is more all-encompassing versus Rocco's Modern Life Turkey Time is more focused on, like, the food aspect of it or just the eating of the dinner. I mean, this isn't necessarily directly connected to the episode, but where do you guys have any favorite Thanksgiving uh, specials of shows? And like, where do, where might one of these episodes fall into? Mm. I, I like the sound of that question. Um, I don't. I don't usually watch Thanksgiving specials. I don't go out of my way to watch them necessarily, unless I have a specific idea in mind. Um, I mean, Nick's Thanksgiving Fest, which we covered last year, I really enjoyed that one, uh, despite my rating of it being average. <laughs> but I also enjoy um, Keenan and Kel's Turkey Day. That was, you know, typical Keenan and Kel hijinks going on and, you know, trying to save the bird. And I don't know. I, I think when specials are more Looney Tunes and less traditional, I'm more invested in seeing how it all plays out and how they can recover from the chaotic mess that they create during the episode. So the Keenan Kel one definitely ranks up there for me. Uh, Rocco and Arnold are, are somewhere between middle and upper. Um, Thanksgiving Fest definitely smack dab in the middle. I can't really think of many others that come to mind that are Thanksgiving specific, unless you can recall any, Alex. 
when I think Thanksgiving and television shows, I don't really think of anything Nickelodeon outside of the main Nicktoons. Um, but I know that a lot of sitcoms did a Thanksgiving episode at some point, and most of those sitcoms, I don't even remember what they are either. But when you say Thanksgiving special episode, I there is one episode that I think of immediately, and that is Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Mm. And that I had to look up to see which episode it was, but it was in season four. It was episode eight. This was back in ninety nine, and the whole episode was about uh, the entire season up to that point. Characters were splitting off and going in their own directions. Uh, even Buffy's main boyfriend now has his own spinoff show, and he's gone, but he comes back for this episode. And um, they were being attacked by an Indian, uh, an Indian, and they were talking about how the Pilgrims and Indians were at war with each other, and how there was a certain faction within the group who was very pro-Indian, and how we came and took their land, and the others were no, we 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 weren't, and they talked about that quite a bit. And then a ghost of an Indian starts coming in and just starts laying waste to everything. Ruin that though. They're wanting that perfect Thanksgiving dinner, but now it's completely annihilated. Your knife can kill you. A bear! You made a bear! I didn't mean to. Undo it! Undo it! And Buffy's sheer determination, no, I don't care, I will kill this thing, and we will still have that perfect <laughs> Thanksgiving dinner. And it even ends with the shot of all of them sitting in that Rockwell painting like you were just talking about with uh, Spike giving a... a, 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 a <laughs> I'm, I'm loving all of this mischief expression on his face. So it is a fantastic Thanksgiving episode for anyone who likes that kind of thing. I would like to make an appendment or uh, add another entry to the ones because I just thought of it as you were talking about yours since we're outside 90s Nick. Um, I know there's the Rugrats one, the turkey came to dinner and the cat dog one talking turkey. They didn't really stand out to me too much uh, because they're kind of after my time where I was most engrossed with Nick. But I do want to mention Bart versus Thanksgiving from season two of The Simpsons because I watched that nonstop when it first came out. I just really loved everything about it. it like... Sure, Arnold and Helga's families are kind of dysfunctional when it comes to this, but man, just the way things escalate with The Simpsons with like Patty and Selma constantly beating on Homer about being a, a poor provider for them for Thanksgiving and like Bart uh, knocking the Lisa's centerpiece out to put the giant turkey there and causing it to go into the fireplace and causing her to just break down in tears and go up to her room. It's those are really vivid memories that stand with me. And I think that's what Simpsons does best is create all these, these rough conflicting situations and they have to somehow find a way to recover from that while instilling some heart in the viewer so that we can relate to them. And uh, it also makes me think about why I'm hesitant to donate blood because of, I remember seeing Bart go into the, the shady side on the other side of the tracks to get like a cookie or 10 bucks and just passing out uh, with the ho homeless people at the shelter. And, uh, having uh, having his parents, um, no, that's not what happened. Uh, he he passed out. He gloats that he didn't have to apologize to Lisa, and then he finally comes home realizing that family is most important to him. After seeing all the homeless people retreat to their corners of the of the slums where he's at, so I, I like how they mix conflict and heart there, similar to Arnold, but I think they do it a little bit stronger. 
um, in, in a more memorable way. Yeah, I, I love that Simpsons episode. Um, I, I don't remember the Buffy. I used to watch that, but that episode is not ringing a bell. But uh, good, good, yeah, good call. Um, so I guess all that's left is lasting appeal. So what, you know, watching these episodes again, are they worth it after all this time? And, you know, what aspects of them still hold up? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. Sometimes I wonder if, um, you know, these, these Nicktoons, these episodes that we enjoy are merely a product of their time and can only be enjoyed during their time or if they can still be applied today in some situations. I know family dynamics are very, very different or at least more diversified than what they used to be where we have parts of families, um, you know, uh, friends mixed in, people who you love enjoy, you, you love enjoying Thanksgiving with but are no longer with us because they've passed since then. It's, um, it, it can be tough to kind of uh, wrestle with those emotions based on your memories and how you want to replicate the feelings or create new feelings in the present. Uh, so I would say Arnold is still pretty relatable, even if I think it's, it's not as strong in certain parts. I'm sure everyone has conflicts with their family around the holidays, you know, whether that's Thanksgiving, Christmas, Valentine's Day, whatever. Um, and I, but it's also an opportunity to reconnect with people that you love and, just reiterate what's important uh, in our lives that we often take for granted, hence, you know, being thankful for this or that or the other thing uh, that we all mention around the table before we share a communal dinner together. And I find that that's not, that that, that doesn't happen as often as I remember it, because I know families tend to eat like around the dinner table more often than the 90s. Now it's just like grab food whenever you can or like order from an Uber because convenience is more important. But I, I still like, I, I still think that it can connect with people around the holiday season because tradition is very strong, even if Thanksgiving isn't as uh, beloved or celebrated necessarily as strong as Christmas or Halloween. But the, the heart is still there. And I think the, the enduring symbolism, the history and the message of the holiday uh, allows it to still be relatable, even if the variables are different. So I, I would say it still has a lasting appeal today even if there's different dynamics at play at home or even in pop culture. Uh, Alex, what do you think? And I had just remarked on how things were modern in the 90s and how that's completely changed, but the uh, this really focused on modern Thanksgiving at the time. And yeah, the entire episode is still relatable today. Uh, people still lose their mind over the most minor inconvenience uh if not worse now than it was in the 90s and um like i said earlier this uh arnold is very much about the heart and sentimentality and less about comedy rocco is the complete opposite and uh, a lot of times around thanksgiving especially when you get families together one of the things they love to watch is comedies. Uh, I mean, one of the most iconic Thanksgiving movies is Plane, Trains, and Automobiles, and they love to see people's misery. You know, without misery, there is no comedy oftentimes, and Rocco is the very embodiment of that, and this whole episode is one 
well, this whole segment is is one giant misery for Rocco. And this, again, uh, a very good satire on how public reacts during a holiday crisis uh, around this time of the year. So, yes, absolutely relatable, uh, still relevant. Well, let me ask you both this. Um, are you going to, Is it? are these episodes going to be on your uh, yearly watch lists from now on? Uh, that's a maybe i mean if we're talking strictly thanksgiving i'll add it i'll add it. i'll have this i'll have the rugrats one off keenan and kel and simpsons and i'm and thanksgiving fest so those five I, i'd be willing to revisit those there's so few thanksgiving episodes anyway that really stick out that i mean you could even just shove all of them on a disc and watch all of them together by default but, uh, <laughs> yeah by default pure, purely by default and i didn't even watch the arnold episode in preparation to this uh so i this i'm going completely off of uh, brett's uh analysis of it but i i want to check that one out because um, again i've wanted to watch hey arnold for a long time anyway but i really did enjoy this episode and it made me chuckle quite a bit it's nothing anything that made me belly laugh but it, it did make me chuckle and make me go oh man people are still stupid uh so yes th this one will be in in circulation with um, the charlie brown thanksgiving and the buffy episode in this house for sure good answers uh <laughs> I thought they might just be definitely not, but um, <laughs> yeah, <that's good. laughs> um, so, okay. I mean that, that we've gone through all the categories. Um, let me go back for a moment and ask you guys about the main characters a little bit more. Um, what do you think? was is the essential thing that your that the main character lent to this episode in particular well if we're talking about arnold i would say acceptance um being grateful for what you already have even if you're like tired of it sometimes seeing things from a different perspective re renews your hope that things will get better or maybe it's not as bad as you thought it was uh i know i know arnold's border slash family with grandparents as surrogate parents at this time is is very unorthodox for him and sometimes he doesn't like being different in that category of life but still he has family around him they all care even if their traditions are a little kooky and outside of the box that's something you get to enjoy with them and i i really love how that togetherness comes to together at the end even if uh you know, it's the wrong holiday that was a few months ago. <laughs> what is it about Rocco, his character, that uh, is essential to this episode? He brings a humanitarian that most of O-Town does not exemplify. Uh, he's, in a way, the Jiminy Cricket of the story. Um, no one has ever had an issue ever with having a dead turkey for Thanksgiving. And um, now that he's faced with having to do it himself, he can't do it, which now that he's pointed that out, and then Heifer observes it, uh, crap, now he can't do it. And even while they were trapped in the dumpster and telling all that you can't do this, and they're very adamant about not doing this kind of thing, now the others are looking at the 
Turkeys in the same mindset that Rocco and Heifer are now doing and has completely changed how the entire town uh, perceives Thanksgiving now because of they can't they can't kill a turkey. Uh, but he very much brings uh, the small bit of humanitarian within the show. Most of the time, these little sentimentalities are not in the show, but Rocco brought an ounce of it to the entire town. It actually affected me, too, when I watched that episode in preparation for this one, because, uh, you know, when I think about what I eat, I don't really give it much thought like most people. And when it comes to the forefront, I'm like, wow. I don't know if I'd be good at hunting if I was put in that scenario where I had to hunt down a turkey like pilgrims to serve up a Thanksgiving feast. I just, I was raised not to kill animals, but to love them. And Rocco's uh, innocent nature is a nice reminder that uh, there are animals worth caring about. <laughs> okay, final, final question for me. Um, where do you guys, how do you guys think these episodes fall in amongst the full series uh that's that's tough because arnold has five seasons uh, around 100 episodes worth of content depending if you count it as like 30 minute blocks or just 11 minute segments if i'm going with my gut even if i haven't seen every single hey arnold episode i've seen like maybe a little over 50 percent of them i would put it slightly above the middle like between a b and a c for me rating wise um I enjoy it. It's not something that really stands out to me. I like the imagery, but it's, I don't know. It's something that's not quite, it doesn't quite hit hard like other emotional Ar Arnold episodes are for me. Like Arnold's Christmas and Arnold's Halloween, definitely top tier, like within the top 10 of the series for me personally. Uh, I always remember those vividly when someone mentions the title, but Arnold's Thanksgiving, I just think about him dressing as Ben Franklin and that, that window store display and mr simmons has a turkey everything else kind of fades into the background so i, I want to give it more credit because i really love the writing style and and uh, craig bartlett's effort to really make a lasting nicktoon but i i can't in good faith give it high high marks just like slightly above average and rocco it's been a very very long time since i've watched the entire series so uh the only thing i can do is really pulled from memory from what I remember as a kid and what I've seen recently. And I have only seen one episode recently uh, outside of this one. And I remembered that episode. I remembered it very well. Uh, I, I re well, I'm not going to go into what I remember because that was all addressed in our previous episode, but there was about a handful of other Rocco episodes. I remember really enjoying as a kid and, uh, this episode i had no recollection of so going back and watching it again as an adult i did enjoy it i didn't laugh as hard as i did with the previous episode that i had watched and also going back and watching the christmas episode for our christmas episode that we had you on last year uh those made me laugh peaches made me laugh but uh this one just made me chuckle and the fact that it was less met I, would, I wouldn't even put it low because I don't think it's a bad episode. I think it's a very good episode, but I would say much like the Hey Arnold uh, assumption or analysis, it'd be mid-tier. I'd like to add that um, maybe, maybe the lasting appeal of Alex's episode may be to the detriment of the fact that it was literally the last episode scheduled in the series. 
if they had moved it up sooner to around season two, even season three, where it was wedged in between uh, their more well-known holiday specials, then it might strike a chord and have just more nostalgia for people who first tuned into Rocco at the time. Um, because it's at the end and because a lot of people consider Future Slock as the true ending of Rocco's Modern Life before the Stat Kling reboot, it just kind of falls in the, in the void of, uh, I kind of remember that existed, but I'm not really sure until I go back and look at it. And also, I didn't really connect with Rocco when I was a kid. I connected with it a lot more as an adult than I did as a kid. Well, okay. Uh, this is <laughs> tough. I mean, it's very close. Like, it, even the arguments, I mean, they they illuminated parts of the episodes, but it was like, it was kind of, they kind of mirror each other in they a do. lot of ways. Yeah, or um, complement each other in some ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, but I mean, okay, I, I guess I'm ready to give my verdict. Happy Thanksgiving! So, how's the turkey? Coming along well. Mm -hmm. Stay tuned for more Nick Shoes on Nickelodeon's Nine Stop Nick Shoes Weekend. Mm. This season, Nick wants you to celebrate Hanukkah. We nerve out! Ah! With evil purple spice aliens! Prepare to meet your doom! The giant dancing potato packing! Rock on a snowboard! And someone you love! I am your mother! The Wienerville Hanukkah Special, Sunday at 7, 6 central, only on Nick. Hanukkah, here I come! What happens when five fans of Michael Jackson get together to discuss his music videos? You get a very special Spot Attack elimination bracket. Brett and Alex are joined by their wives and special guest Prime from Prime Nostalgia Podcast to crown one Michael Jackson music video king for the king. And it doesn't end how you think. You will only find this available on our Patreon. Head over to patreon.com slash splatattack to gain access. Happy Thanksgiving. I'm Keenan, and over there is a Kel. And we're hosting Nickelodeon's nonstop Nick Tunes weekend. Hey, Kel, you know what time it is? Nap uh, time? No, she's telling uh, Turkey time? No, not yet. Bath time? No, but... That's not a bad idea. Rocco time. No, man, it's time for rock. Did, did you just say Rocco time? Yeah, time for another episode of Rocco's Modern Life. Oh, let's ask me what time it is. <laughs> I knew that. Then why didn't you say so? Because it just looks so cute when you get on, man. If you get red and you start crickling, crackling like a little piece of chicken in the stove and, and just fried. Um, I'll just go down the, these categories and give you my reasoning um so for the main characters boy this was possibly the toughest one because they're i'm not sure that there was anything like i, I mean they were definitely themselves as their main characters but i'm not sure there was anything that like really really set them apart um but so finally like what set me over the edge, I, I picked Rocco on this one. Um, and what set me over the edge is that um, Rocco is, does feel slightly more essential in this episode in um, his role 
as kind of like the only person that's trying to stop everyone else uh, from eating these turkeys. Um, and uh, he just, he was just a little bit on the back burner compared to how he might be sometimes. So I just felt like his, his presence ultimately was um, just a little bit less uh, necessary even than Rocco's. But, so uh, Rocco wins uh, main characters. So to move on to uh, secondary characters, um, this is also tough because both episodes like feature a lot of characters from their respective shows. Like, weirdly and i mean i guess that's kind of like a holiday thing that they do but i uh i i did choose um arnold on this one. um i think that the secondary characters on arnold especially in this episode are just like more fleshed out um you know you were your favorite character was mr simmons versus mr big head and um i think they're both great but I think just in this episode, Mr. Simmons like was delved into a little bit deeper, um, and his, and it was kind of nice finding out about his family. There was just a lot of different characters, a lot of new characters. Uh, so I think Arnold just kind of took that one. Story, oh boy, uh, <laughs> it's like t two opposite things here. It's like Arnold's, Arnold's like kind of too long, but packs a lot in there's a lot of um interesting side story character things going on um whereas uh Rocco's like perfectly timed um very funny um the only problem with Rocco is uh that it is very similar to the Christmas episode so I, I did not get for that ultimately I decided to go with uh arnold um i just and it was close man i went back and forth on story um it was so tough i just think there was a few threads in arnold that worked a little bit better um or that were like a little bit more memorable i guess um rocco uh you told the rocco story really well because as i was watching it i was like I was missing some of that, sort of, like just the through line to the next thing. Um, so I, I, I did like it. I like that it's funny. I like that it's different for Thanksgiving, but ultimately, Arnold just had a little bit more going on there. Um, so, uh, well, that brings us to Thanksgiving. Um, I'm gonna give it a draw. Um, actually, Thanksgiving. I, I think um, the thing about that the Thanksgiving portion is like the Arnold was very sentimental, but I feel like it was almost too sentimental for Thanksgiving. Um, and Rocco, I mean, it is all about turkey, but it's like a explosion of turkey. I mean, it's like every second of the episode is kind of reminding you of it. So it's very, it's like a strong, I, I like the way they represented it in that episode. Um, okay. So uh, both of them have a strong Thanksgiving feel, just different kind of approaches to it, I think. Um, so finally, lasting appeal. 
Um, this one I gave to Rocco. Uh, and I just... I, <laughs> there are some memorable things about the Hey Arnold episode, but I think, like, ultimately going back and re-watching an episode, um, I think the Rocco one's probably a little bit more rewatchable. Um, it's just... It, it does still ring true again maybe more than it did then even um and uh and it's funnier i mean the funniness makes it easier to rewatch um so yeah i just think if i was gonna end up rewatching one it would end up being rocco um even again there's some things i like about the arnold episode but uh none of it stuck with me i mean even having watched this episode i mean i guess it's been a few years but um not much of it stuck with me going back into it. I really couldn't even, I could barely remember what it was about. So, you know, I, I got to give it to Rocco. It's a little more in mind. Yeah. If I, if I tallied this correctly, it looks like we have a draw, which is our second draw of our podcast. All right, Alex, shake hands. <laughs> well, well done. done. Well done, yes. good sir. Well done. Um, we actually had a draw for our Patreon episode earlier this season for Laughing in the Dark versus One Day at Horrorland. So if anyone wants to go check that out, head to our Patreon page. And it really came down to like, well, they're both great at what they do. It's just very different. So it had to even out somehow. Um, I love that. Uh, that's very appropriate, I think. And I think it's appropriate for these episodes. They're they're neither of them are my favorite, but um, they both have things that are strong about them. Yeah, definitely like C plus B minus material that you could revisit if you wanted sure. to. Cool. Well, uh, that that was fun to experience, and I'm glad we both brought our A game to the to the dinner table. So. Yeah, yeah. You really thank, did. Thank you, Andrew, really. for judging for us. It was definitely a pleasure. Yeah, um, yeah, my pleasure. So we're going to move on to our segment that's exclusive to Versus episodes called Rename Game. Where we basically retitle our episode. And Andrew, since you're the judge, you get to rename both of our episodes. I'm going to say my title for this rename game. So uh, for Arnold's Thanksgiving, I'm going to rename it three dysfunctional feasts because that's what stood out to me when i watched it you got the helga feast you got the arnold feast and you got the mr simmons feast uh and i think it's very encompassing enough and appropriate for what we watched for mine uh i thought of um and and you have to say it with a question mark perfect turkey dinner <laughs> is it <laughs> Nice. Is uh, Tofurky the ultimate turkey dinner? <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, I did no, thank you. Pass on that. Yeah, I can't imagine what that tastes like. Just roasted tofu with fake bones. We'll just mold this meat onto the bones. <laughs> oh, 
wasn't very good. I'm aware. I called uh, Hey Arnold. I renamed Independence Giving. Hmm. Nice. I like that. Nice. And uh, Rocco, I called Tons of Turkey. Also appropriate. I mean, th that scene where they just bust busted through his uh, bedroom floor, that was that was beautiful. <laughs> so we'll go around one more time to say them all together. Um, uh, I have three dysfunctional feasts for Arnold's Thanksgiving. Uh, I called this episode Independence Giving. And I called mine Perfect Turkey Dinner. And I called my Rocco episode Tons of Turkey. Awesome. Well, we're excited to share that with uh, all you Slimesters, and we'll put up a poll on Instagram and any of our other social media sites that we're active on. And you guys can vote which title you like the most, and we'll announce that in our next episode of Splat Attack. All right, so we're actually going to go into another segment real quick. Uh, we're going to do Mona's Mailbag because we've been getting a few letters in our inbox. And, you know, w we were so busy during the Halloween season that we just didn't get a chance to fit them in. So we're, we're catching up a little bit. Uh, so if you did write to us within the past three months, we apologize that we're late getting to this, but you have not been forgotten. We do read all of our emails. It's just a matter of when and where we can squeeze it in so that you can be acknowledged. Uh, so, so this is an interesting letter today from Ryan Tall, um, and he has it titled Reaching Out. And what Ryan says is, hey guys, my name is Ryan Tall, pronounced T-O-L-L, -L, and I'm writing to you from New Hampshire. I've been listening to you guys for a bit now as I'm a fan of Big Orange Couch as well. I was glad to hear that Joey from Big Orange Couch made a guest appearance on your Splashdown versus what we did on our summer vacation episode. It's so awesome that so many people are getting together to discuss all these memories from the greatest era of Nickelodeon. I'm actually writing a similar yet slightly altered email to Big Orange Couch as well. I really wanted to reach out to both podcasts. So look out for that, Andrew. <laughs> I recently listened to your top five scariest Rugrats moments. If I had to mention a few episodes other than the ones you've covered, I'd have to say Toys in the Attic. That one used to creep me the hell out. The music that plays from the record player that Boris bumps into still haunts me to this day. They even play it during the end credits instead of the usual Rugrats credits music. The episode Mirrorland was pretty creepy to me too, even though there's not really anything scary in it. The episode just had a sort of off feeling about it. That scene with Spike wearing the glasses and beard always gave me the creeps. But I think that was mostly due to its placement in the music video for Rugrats rap that used to air during commercials. I would also put my vote in for The Last Babysitter. The images of the monsters fe featured in Susie's book definitely creep me out. Another, an honorable mention would also be the game that came out on the PlayStation 1, Rugrats Search for Reptar, which of all days came out on Halloween 1998. Did any of you guys ever play this? I don't know what it is about this game, but it seems like the creators made sure to include as much of the frightening aspects from the TV series as possible. There's levels like Let There Be Light that have legitimate ghosts. There's also Mirrorland, The Mysterious Mr. Friend, and the most unsettling of all, Toy Palace. While the Toy Palace episode of the series isn't scary by any means, the PS1 level is exactly the opposite. 
You have to traverse through the toy cowboy slash Native American battle, avoid some creepy clowns, and ultimately arrive at Thorg's lair. The Thorg part of the level is at the absolute worst. As soon as you get within about 20 feet or so of Thorg, he starts coming after you, and the accompanying sound effect is one of the most fear-inducing you'll ever hear. Thorg's stomping just gets louder and louder, and it's even worse than Thor when Thorg isn't in your field of vision because you don't have any idea how close he is to you. Anyways, I'm joining on, guys. I apologize. This is probably one of the longest emails you've ever received. I really just want to say how appreciative I am of your podcast. And this goes for Big Orange Couch as well. It's so amazing that there's communities like this out there and we're able to have great conversations about each of our experiences growing up with 90s Nick. I want to commend everyone for their tremendous efforts to keep up the good work. Thanks for what you do. Kind regards, Ryan Towell. Thank you so much for writing that to us, Ryan. That really means a lot. And I was happy to share that with uh, all of our Slimesters and also with Andrew here so he could hear it firsthand as well. And really nice. And I just want to uh, acknowledge that uh, I really appreciate the fact that Ryan is acknowledging that this is very much a community uh, because we we want to support other podcasters. We want to keep talking 90s nostalgia. I mean, we're even though and Andrew had said this earlier that uh, they've done this episode previously we still want to talk about this kind of thing and it's new for splat attack so it's really fun just to keep building on this community so i'm very glad that we're able to do that with andrew and big orange couch as well as other podcasters who have been on here it's been a lot of fun so far we look forward to many more so thank you ryan for acknowledging that that's exactly what we're all about doing is building the community definitely yeah i just appreciate getting getting the opportunity to talk with people about this stuff because outside in the real world there's not many people who would talk about this stuff with us. So that's one beautiful thing about social media and the internet that really brings us together over these things uh, that we're really passionate about. Um, just a quick comment before we close up our episode. I wanna say that if you wanna learn more about the Rugrats PS1 game Search for Reptar, definitely check out episode 21 where we did like a special topic um, of playing 90s Nick video games with Max of Ready to Retro because we actually cover that game in that episode. So that's worth checking out. And also in regards to his uh, scariest Rugrats moments, we actually did those as honorable mentions in the episode. So if you want to hear more in-depth reviews of any of those Rugrats episodes, you know, shoot us an email or DM at uh, splatattack2021 at gmail.com and we can see if we can fit into our schedule either on Patreon or our main timeline. So yeah, thanks again, Ryan. Uh, I think we're all pretty stuffed from all those turkeys that we uh, encountered for both of our episodes. I think it's time to go rest up on the couch and uh, catch up on some football with Big Bob and maybe Rocco and Heifer too if they're still around. So here's our closing question, Slimesters. Which 90s Thanksgiving specials do you enjoy the most? I know uh, Andrew asked us this question earlier during the verses, but we want to hear from you specifically. Let us know via email at splatattack2021 at gmail.com yet again, or DM on Instagram at splatattack podcast, or just even leave some comments in our uh, comments section of the episode on YouTube, splatattack podcast. Uh, thank you, Andrew, so much for joining us today. It was truly a pleasure to have you back, and we hope to have you back even more times as uh, this podcast continues to grow. Before we go, is there anything you want to plug? Um, you can hear me on big orange couch podcast if you haven't heard it a bit yet um also i 
have a book series called Space Junk. Um, the third one just came out. It's called The Deaths of Adam Jones. Uh, those are available on Amazon or Etsy, or if you just Google it, it should come up. Um, uh, yeah, that's it. Thank you guys so much for having me. Um, this was great. Yes, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, it's always a blast to be able to... Brett very much is uh, in tune with a lot of the other podcasters, and I haven't really had that opportunity. So any opportunity to meet another podcaster, it's it's a, an, a blessing and an honor for me. So thank you so much for joining us. Oh, man, it's uh, my pleasure. It, it's so fun talking to you guys and talking about Nickelodeon. Like, I love it. Definitely, yeah. I don't think we'll ever get sick of it as long as there's other people like us out there who uh, connect over it. Um, for, for those who want to check out this particular Versus episode on Big Orange Couch, head to episode 88. I did check in their massive library. And also check out some of their other Thanksgiving episodes as well. It's a lot of great quality content over there. And uh, if you're curious what uh, some of Andrew's books look like, uh, I actually have some of them myself right here. So there's Space Junk and more Space Junk. They're great reads, you know, science fiction, got some cowboy bebop vibes to them. It's Andrew's a great writer. I can't praise him highly enough for his work. So definitely check those out on uh, Amazon and also his newest book as well. This is Adam Jones. Thanks, guys. Yeah, no problem. Uh, Alex, will you drain the slime tank for us, please? I got to stuff some more birds back into the turkey shoot. <laughs> I'm, I, it's feeling a bit too crowded at our dinner table. Aye, aye, co-captain. I'll finish these leftovers with Arnold's gang in the meantime. Sounds good. <laughs> Get back in there, turkey. Come on. <laughs> Come on. You got. We got to give you away to more people. <laughs> uh, splat you later, gobblesters. Reprise the theme song and roll the credits. Hard to believe, folks, but it's time to say goodbye. Hey, check us out next time for more adventure and another great legend of the Hidden Temple. What will we do till then? Chill for a couple. We'll be back. You're on, Nick. And it was time for the superhero to move on. I declare this meeting of the Midnight Society closed. Oh, bye bye. Burning, Miriam. You know, I think I overcooked the stuffing, B. Now, how did that happen? Hi, Mr. Turkey. How'd you like to come to my house for Thanksgiving dinner? Is that the traditional way to invite a turkey over for dinner? Ah!